Hello and welcome to the first episode of Kickstart Kaizen. I'm your host Rory Hamilton and today we are going to be looking at MK677. Um, to start this podcast, I want to talk about what Kickstart Kaizen is, you know, what is my goal and how I believe you may benefit from from this. Um, Kickstart Kaizen is a health and wellness based page. Uh, hopefully it's going to give valuable insights to all of you listening on uh, many things ranging from popular substances, diets, training philosophies, and even general mental approaches to certain situations, etc., etc., allowing myself and you listening to come to a more informed consensus on whether these subjects at hand can be used to better yourself mentally and physically 1% every day, which is what Kaizen implies, therefore allowing you to kickstart the process of Kaizen and reach your own potential physically and mentally. So to start off uh, episode one, today I would like to propose a balanced review on MK677 um, because, you know, it's one of the most questioned and popular performance enhancing substances on the market. And I kind of want to better identify with myself whether I believe this is a safe and beneficial substance for physical well-being and for my audience as well, you listening. Um, For the first five minutes, I would like to describe the substance and its effect as if my audience were in elementary school, because I find often that the fitness community can, you know, overestimate the general knowledge the public have on physiological concepts and knowledge. If you would like to skip through this and go into more scientific heavy info, feel free to skip forward. Uh, This format will most likely carry forth with most of my podcasts with all of the studies being referenced at the end of the podcast to add on to the credibility without having to bore you throughout all of the explanations, right? So let's start by saying uh, MK677 is a substance that helps your own body release growth hormone. To put it simply, growth hormone can be metaphorically stated as a superhero hormone. It helps you grow in most forms, just like how plants grow when you give them sunlight and water. Growth hormone is your body's sunlight and water, and MK677 thus boosts these factors. MK677 is a superhero hormone because it can make you feel hungrier, allowing you to eat more and more food, which will allow your body to get more energy and nutrients to grow stronger and healthier. Now, for the remaining of the podcast, I'm going to explain this substance in more scientific detail to really investigate whether humans should be touching it at all. MK677 is also known as ibutamorine. It is a growth hormone secretagogue. This means that the substance will stimulate the secretion of growth hormone. This will increase insulin-like growth factor levels, also known as IGF-1. Now, first off, what happens from an increase in IGF-1? Well, it will promote the growth of bones, cartilage, and other tissues, most prominently during puberty and adolescence. So it's a crucial hormone for longitudinal bone growth. IGF-1 is also responsible for the regulation of muscle protein synthesis. This will contribute to muscle growth, otherwise known as hypertrophy. And a PSA, every single point, I would like it to be uh, broken down. Um, So in that regard, I want to look more into detail at what muscle protein synthesis is and what hypertrophy is, so a wider range of the audience can really understand and synthesize this information for their own knowledge. Right, So muscle protein synthesis is the process by which the body builds new protein molecules in muscle cells, leading to the growth and repair of muscle tissue. Um, To put the process most concisely, the cells of your body 
will recognize the need for new proteins once undergoing a change in muscular demands, often during weight training. This is why the training philosophy and the um, promotion of shock the body training has become so popular. Furthermore, this weight training will entail a transcription of the DNA in the cell's nucleus into messenger molecules. This will allow us to assemble new, improved amino acid chains, forming polypeptide bonds and protein molecules. IGF-1 also influences muscle protein synthesis by the stimulation of amino acid uptake. This kind of activates the signaling pathways of the DNA and RNA transcription, so stimulation of the ribosomal RNA synthesis is developed, and it also inhibits protein breakdown and pretty much all catabolic properties, preserving existing muscle and, of course, developing new muscle once you're undergoing um, high-intensity training. Now, in terms of hypertrophy, I'm aware that many people will be familiar with this, but I want to um, remind you of it even if you are. Hypertrophy refers to the increase in size of individual cells, resulting to an increase in the size of the affected tissue or organ. Right In this case of the podcast today, the tissue at hand is muscular. Our myofibrils are also the contractile units of the muscle, and under specific training, which puts the skeletal muscular system in shock, the myofibril cells will grow in size and also strength because the neuromuscular system will have more myofibrils available to activate in need of a strength demand around high uh, rates of perceived exertion, right? How IGF-1 influences this is also directly correlated with how IGF-1 influences muscle protein synthesis. So read those points again, because hypertrophy is an increase in the size of uh, the muscle cells. However, this is needed through the process of muscle protein synthesis. So they're kind of directly correlated. And the effect of IGF-1 on these is essentially the exact same. Moving on, right? How does MK677 affect the rest of the body? So as previously stated, you have improved muscle mass, strength, etc., etc. However, you will also have improved bone density. Why is this? Because the hormones that are stimulated, no, sorry, the hormones that are secreted from MK677 stimulate osteoblast activity. These osteoblast cells that are being activated are responsible, are responsible for bone formation. So growth hormone and IGF-1 will promote the synthesis of new bone tissue at a faster and more frequent rate when needed in comparison to those lacking the secretion of growth hormone and IGF-1. The hormones also enhance collagen synthesis, which is a major component of the bone's matrix. Collagen provides structural support to the bone, contributing to its strength and integrity. There are other factors such as an increase in calcium retention, an inhibition of osteoclast activity, etc. These are, of course, very positive factors, but I mean, they're quite tedious and repetitive to what has already been stated. Uh, the point is, it is physiologically proven that these growth hormones and the secretion of uh, growth hormone and IGF-1 are crucial for bone health and bone structure and integrity. MK677 also has been found to improve sleep. I find this most interesting because I kind of identify myself to believe that sleep is as close we can get to as a natural steroid as possible. Um, I'd like to talk about this point in a further episode, but that's just my belief. And its effect on our body, I don't think I'll talk about enough. So let's kind of look into how MK677 promotes this activity. First off, MK677 is a selective agonist 
of the ghrelin receptor, which is also known as the hunger hormone. Um, it will naturally activate these receptors, which are involved in the regulation of the sleep-wake cycle, which has been clinically linked to sleep promotions. The secretion of growth hormone also releases during uh, deep sleep stages, so the elevation of growth hormone might contribute to an improvement in the architecture of our sleep and how much deep sleep we are receiving on a nightly basis. Most importantly, it has also been suggested that ghrelin, the natural ligand for the ghrelin receptor, may influence rapid eye movement sleep, also known as uh, REM sleep. This is a stage of sleep that's associated with vivid dreaming and uh, other cognitive processes, influencing the distribution and quality of the different sleep stages that we receive throughout our entire sleep cycle. Um, in order to look at both sides and as a counter-argument, the direct biological cause and effect relationship is quite hard to quantify. You know, it's, it's mostly correlational data. However, research has taught us nothing but the fact that MK677 is consistently correlated with improved sleep quality and time, vital for physical and cognitive recovery and function. The exact reason is not understood, but nevertheless, it is a positive correlation that has appeared in many different studies. This effect of this next effect of MK677 is is personal and will vary from person to person based on if it's a benefit at all. Um, I don't know, based on the person's goals, right? But as an ectomorph myself, this is my favorite speculated effect of MK677. And that is how the substance increases appetite. So MK677 increases appetite through its interaction with the ghrelin receptor. Um, it's a natural peptide hormone which plays a role in regulating appetite and energy balance. Furthermore, this MK677 binds and activates the ghrelin receptor, mimicking the endogenous ghrelin. The endogenous ghrelin levels will at baseline and naturally increase before meals and decrease after meals, yet the added increase in ghrelin will signal to the brain to increase appetite even after you've been perceived as full at the original baseline levels of your endogenous ghrelin, initiating the further consumption of food, right? For me, it, it honestly sounds like a dream uh, because I have a naturally low appetite and this will allow uh, patients and users to increase overall nutritional intake. However, it's, it's got to be stated that the perceived benefit must be used carefully because it's an opportunity for users to consume more and more nutrient-rich foods, which I'm sure everyone you know, can kind of identify by themselves, like it's not that deep. At the end of the day, we know what's unhealthy and healthy to, to a, a sufficient degree. But the only nutritional advice I would like to give is, you know, just keep the foods as whole, natural and organic as possible. And you ha now have a opportunity to prioritize variety, which will improve your gut health. Because if you have a high appetite, you can basically eat uh, a large amounts of different foods without getting, you know, sick or full. Um, now, I think it's important that we deeply look into the negative effects of MK677. First off, and already mentioned, it will increase your appetite, right? Personally, this is a, few, a huge positive. However, if a user does not approach this with caution and, you know, consumes artificial foods at large amounts, your body will consequently suffer. So with any substance, and I believe this, from protein to TRT, to trend, anything, you have to take it with caution and start slow and gradual and just listen to your body. 
right? Water retention has also been reported in some studies, leading to bloating or discomfort. However, the speculation of this could be because of the larger amounts of food consumed, um, especially considering, I mean, it, it just must be considered that foods in general, water, creatine, and other supplements also induce water retention. So it's not a new concept if you've um, gone to the gym and you're on creatine, etc. So it can always be mitigated if it becomes very severe um, under supplement usage. Another reported side effect is joint pain. This side effect may be associated with changes in water balance and changes in increased hormone levels because your body won't be very used to the weight you're gaining, right? Or maybe the muscle you gain. And as a result, you have a higher degree of strength. And in that case, your tendons and joints might fall behind if you're increasing on your lifts, right? And they also might weaken. To this, I just recommend training with caution and train comfortably. And remember to take care of all of your joints, ligaments, and tendons in all of its spectrums. Really look into any joints that you may be uh, wary of and just search videos up on why this is. Because for example, I used to always have a tennis elbow and I didn't realize that I had that, mainly due to the fact that my forearm muscles were tight um, during pushing movements. I didn't know those were related, and ever since I was aware of that, I've really improved on my uh, joint health in that respect. So just, you know, do your research before taking anything, but also for the sake of your joint health. Um, so yeah, take this side effect again with a grain of salt because it is correlational um but finally and to what i believe is the most significant side effect it's the increase in insulin sensitivity um this impacts glucose metabolism which could induce diabetes and an inability to utilize carbs effectively however there are many ways to mitigate this side effect uh, such as dietary habits, glucose medication, you know, tracking your blood sugar levels, etc. Just making sure your body isn't suffering um, and at risk of diabetes. It is, also, it is also very important to note that the substance is relatively new. So we don't know like the long-term effects and how prolonged use may affect your body. But I believe that can be well theorized with what happens if you stop taking MK677. So let's take a look at that right, you've gone on a dose for about a month and you've stopped, what are the benefits that may be reversed once you stop taking MK677? Your increased appetite will go back to baseline, your changes in water retention will go back to baseline, and your sleep quality will also go back to normal. You may also experience a gradual reduction in muscle mass and strength, if not maintained, because your hormone levels are going to go back down to regulation. However, these vary individually, both the benefits and positives. And the patterns you see here and how I've identified this, I, I, I think they're very similar to what happens if you stop bulking, right? Eventually, your insulin levels, your appetite levels, and your water retention go back down to normal if you go back to a caloric maintenance compared to a caloric surplus. As for muscle mass, maintenance and specific training can slow, if not stop, any signs of lower muscle mass. I mean, it's similar to bulking, like you're just not going to be in a caloric surplus anymore. And you're probably going to lose some muscle, but you're also going to lose water retention and a bit of fat, which is going to expose that muscle, right? A change in sleep quality has also been reported as different for all patients, 
in their recorded usage. And the number of factors that influence sleep quality make it like a really hard cause and effect relationship to identify. Because, I mean, I can think of three different reasons on the top of my head on what affects sleep, you know, such as dietary requirements or blue light, stress, and there are so many more as well. So is MK677 a psalm or is it a steroid? It is neither. It is a natural growth hormone secretagogue. This means that your safety from your natural test levels depleting or your androgen receptors being um, played with is, you know, you're safe from those factors. Because once growth hormone production stops, nothing negative happens. You kind of simply just return to hormonal baseline instead of below baseline because you have taken TRT, etc. So after all this research, I can say that if you listening have potentially reached what you believe to be your natural potential and you'd like to look at becoming, I don't know what they call it, maybe a, a super natty, MK677 may be your best bet, but you know a safer bet is identifiably just staying away from everything altogether. right? But that's not what this is about. We kind of want to look at are humans allowed to touch this? You know, Should they touch this? The only things that scare me about this substance itself is the lack of longitudinal research on prolonged use. However, you know, with proper monitoring and self-assessment, proper dosing, cycles, no one is, you know, stopping you from hopping on and hopping off in, um, I don't know, I guess in retrospect that you don't have an addictive personality. Anyways, I would still recommend doing a lot more research and not taking my word for it because... I mean, I really do these for my own interest, you know, these discussions, looking at research. And although this may influence some people, those people need to understand, you know, you must look at every side. Listen to people like me who, you know, kind of recommend it, but also listen to those who don't recommend it at all. But don't listen to those with endorsements or those selling it because, you know, bias in a controversial zone of physical and hormonal change really is not needed and I don't think should be accepted. From here on out, the next 10 minutes or so of this podcast will just be me referencing and explaining all of the scientific literature I've used to support my points because this discussion is, you know, it's quite sensitive and I think the audience at hand should be, you know, deserved of an awareness on where all these claims originate from. If the next section may bore you or you've kind of, you know, got all the information you need, feel free to click off and I... Thank you for listening. But let's start off with a study by M.G. Murphy. He conducted a double-blind, randomized experiment, and he investigated whether MK677 can reverse diet-induced protein catabolism. He used eight healthy volunteers aged 24 to 39. They were calorically structured, structured to a catabolic diet. During the final seven days of the two-week period, subjects received MK677. As a result, nitrogen balance, growth hormone response, and IGF-1 levels were significantly higher in the treatment group after taking MK677. This demonstrates that MK677 can actually have a reversal effect on diet-induced nitrogen wasting, which is seen as catabolic for muscle growth. So the study has showed kind of, I guess, anabolic properties of the drug. Ralph Nass also aimed to determine whether MK677 increases growth hormone in young, healthy adults without severe adverse effects. 
The placebo-controlled crossover clinical trial used 65 healthy adults ranging from 60 to 81 years of age. Um, these adults were dosed orally with uh, either 25 milligrams or a placebo. The study was conducted over a one-year period and results showed a significant increase in growth hormone and IGF-1 levels in the treatment group without any reported serious adverse effects. Fat-free mass was decreased in the placebo group, but increased in the MK677 group, as did body cell mass. There was also an increase in overall body weight and limb fat in the treatment group, postulated to have been due to the you know, increase in caloric intake because of the ghrelin receptor that activates your hunger hormone. The study also shows that fasting blood glucose increased an average of 0.3 millimoles per liter, equivalent to 5 milligrams per deciliter in the MK677 group, and insulin sensitivity declined. However, these values were not very frequent. The only side effect which was most common in most patients was the increase in appetite within a few months of usage. There was also a low, but still it should be stated, recorded effect that some patients experienced mild lower extremity muscle pain, which must be noted as correlational because, you know, patients are older and thus more susceptible to muscle, joint, tendon pain, etc. Right? Uh, another study was Kopinski. They investigated the effects of prolonged MK677 treatments on sleep in eight men aged 18 to 30 years old. Participants underwent a seven-day treatment in either a 5 milligram, a 25 milligram, or a placebo dosage. In the young subjects, a high dose of MK677 resulted in a 50% increase in the duration of stage 4 sleep and a 20% increase in REM sleep compared to the placebo group. And I really think those figures are very significant. Um, furthermore, the deviations and interrupt interruptions from normal sleep patterns were decreased in the treatment group, allowing them to have a longer duration of sleep without getting woken up in the middle of the night. Mark Buck also investigated the effects of MK677 on functional recovery from hip fracture. 161 patients were used, all with a hip fracture. The groups were assigned to treatment or placebo under a six-month time period, and results demonstrated a very significant increase in IGF-1 levels of 84% in the treatment group and only 17% in the placebo group. The MK677 group also showed a greater improvement in lower extremity functional performance measures than the placebo group, but the figures were not statistically significant. However, it's still an improvement overall in the recovery, so it's, uh, it can only be seen as a positive effect. You know, considering growth hormone can induce some recovery benefits, such as sleep, you know, seen in the study before. So yeah, that is all for the research that I thought was relevant to address. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope you made a more informed decision if you were thinking of taking this substance. And yeah, thank you all very much for listening. And I hope you continue to listen to this podcast.